If you're a mom, you're a superhero. That's right. Own it. We possess a unique superpower of intuition, a sixth sense for what our kids are up to, how they feel, what they want, and when they want it. Yep, it's amazing. I call this mom sense. Oftentimes, we are Googling for answers, joining Facebook groups, or relegating to taking unsolicited advice from our friends when all we have to do is listen to that voice inside us. No, not the one that's telling you you're fat. The other voice, the one that seems to know everything when it comes to your kids and leaves you feeling confident, empowered, purposeful, and all things hashtag mom goals. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm a mother of twin toddlers and a baby, double the fun plus one. And I can honestly say that now that I'm a mom, I feel like my life is just getting started. On my podcast, I interview industry experts and real life mamas on their mom sense experiences, tackling topics like how to teach kids to meditate, what it takes to have the marriage you've always dreamed of, and how to master your car makeup routine. Grab your latte that's probably ice cold by now and take a listen to That's Total Mom Sense. Hey there, mamas. You're listening to That's Total Mom Sense. I'm your host, Kanika Chadagupta. For so many families, the exodus of moving to the suburbs to live the quote-unquote American dream with their 2.5 kids, dog, and white picket fence is a thing of the past. They're trading in the backyard, garage, and minivan for balconies, a doorman, and city bikes with no regrets. Today, I am joined by Patrice Pulzer, a bonafide city mom who's got raising kids in the city down to a science. Patrice is a former award-winning Today Show producer who covered the gamut of stories from the refugee crisis to parenting. She is the founder of Patrice Pulser Creative, a video production house for telling brand stories, and Citykin, a parenting site that celebrates raising kids in the city by way of advice, community, and inspiration for families around the world. She lives in Brooklyn with her very tidy British husband and two young sons. Patrice, thank you so much for joining us on That's Total Mom Sense. We're so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on. This is my first podcast. Ooh, nice. So let's start with, you know, your childhood from the beginning. Um, Were you raised in the suburbs? Yes. I had a very what one might call idyllic upbringing in the Chicago suburbs. I grew up in a town called Arlington Heights, which is about 45 minutes outside the city of Chicago. And I had a great childhood, you know, I mean, very classic, didn't really know any different. Um, You know, went to uh, the schools in my community. I'm still tight with all of my high school friends and a lot of my childhood friends to this day. Had a mom that uh, stayed at home for a lot of my upbringing you know, kind of the classic, what you might call in the stereotypical sense of a stay-at-home mom back in the day, like carting me to activities and sports and practices. And I I grew up in the 80s, you know, no one could track you, there was no phone. So I feel like I had a little bit of the last taste of that kind of carefree childhood that, you know, that is like the, the myth of legend now. So what was the motivation for you and your husband and your kids to not have the suburb way of life and live in the city. After I met my husband um, and we ended up, you know, getting married, we decided to settle in New York. And, you know, there's this 
classic script that, you know, you get married, you have kids, and then that's somehow supposed to be the time that you're supposed to, you know, leave your old life behind and, you know, move to the suburbs and, you know, kind of create, you know, life 2.0. But for us, it just didn't ever feel right. I mean, I was having such a great time living in New York. I had a career. He had a career. We like music. We like food. We had friends from all over the world. It seemed odd to us that just because we were going to have kids that we should somehow leave that type of life behind to go move further away from where our life was for, I don't know, a bigger house, a yard, maybe a car, which, you know, obviously if you live in New York, you space, (laughs) you don't really value space at like the top of the uh, totem pole. Yeah. I want to raise my kids around a little bit more diversity, actually a lot more diversity than I had when I was being raised. You actually started um, an online publication called Citykin, I guess. And that was um, since you're having such a great experience living in the city and have started a community of parents who feel the same way, right? The big sort of aha moment was when I was, I left my job. I was at the Today Show for about six years um, making video content, ironically, um, in the parenting space. So I was used to being in that world. And I left to go to a startup in the parenting space. I remember um, I was handling their Snapchat. And throughout the week, I would just do these like little micro stories of a day in the life of like a city mom. And so I remember I would, you know, talk about how I'd go to the grocery store and I don't have a car and I use my stroller and I live in a four floor walk up. And so I would like literally take people through how I go from the grocery store to my walk up to get my babies, to get the bed. And I remember we just got like bombarded with all these messages and most of them being ironically from parents that did not live in cities and they just could not wrap their brain around that. A, I didn't have a car to grocery shop. B, that I was like carrying my newborn and like five bags and walking up a stroller. I mean, they thought I was crazy. There's sort of this, this space, this white space in the parenting content that so much of it is just not designed for moms like me. And to that end, um, dads, like mm-hmm. city parents, I'm sorry, by and large, if you're staying in the city, it's expensive to live in the city. So typically both the mom and the dads work. So you have these more non-traditional gender makeups, I think, of the household where typically quite often, you know, you have the mom maybe being the breadwinner. And so the dads that I know in the city, I mean, they are just as involved with the childcare and the cleaning and pickup and the decision making for the parent where I felt like it was a little bit different with some of my friends in the suburbs. It was a bit more traditional. So to that end, there wasn't a lot of parenting content that also spoke to the dads and the moms together as a unit. Pros and cons of living in the city. Yes. Um, shed some light. So let's start with the you know cons that are that are most obvious of living in the city. Um, I mean, the, the biggest con I think is just the cost. And I know different cities are different, and New York is just one of the more expensive cities. You know, from childcare to rent to food shopping. I mean, everything, it just sort of gets inflated. Other I'd say cons is, yeah, I mean, at some level is the space. It's not uncommon to not own your place. 
but also too, there's just kind of this like freedom where you're not tied to a piece of property. I feel like a lot of people feel that they can't like do different things because, well, I have a house or I own a house, but there's sort of this, this idea that like, you know, we can go anywhere still space. And then also the schools, I think like, yes, there are so many options for schools and education, which is amazing, which I actually like. However, the flip side of that is I think it's at some level, it's easy to move to a suburb and just everyone goes to the local school and you just kind of get on that track where in New York, it doesn't work like that. And even if you're in a good neighborhood, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're guaranteed entry into your local public school because it's competitive. And now let's talk about the um, advantages, the pros of living in the city. Yeah. I mean, I just think the advantages for me personally, it's just exposure. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the fact that, you know, my kids on any given day, like will walk down the street and they hear lots of different types of languages. I like the fact that their friends are like from all different types of backgrounds, um, socioeconomic diversity, as well as racial differences. I like the fact that anything is possible. I mean, we don't make plans sometimes on a weekend because we just see what happens where I think it's a lot more scheduled in the suburbs. Like you have to have play dates or you have to have dinner parties or you have to know that you're going over to someone's house at this time. Me and my husband personally, one of the hardest things actually about having children is the loss of spontaneity. For us, the weekends are a little bit of our like preserving the spontaneity that you just inevitably lose when you do have children. But for us, we can still maintain that, you know, where you can just walk out your door on a Saturday and like, oh my God, you can bump into people and you can be on a roof deck and you can be at a weird party that Quest Love is spinning at for kids <laughs> you didn't even know about because, you know, it just like popped up in your neighborhood. So I think that, and then also like the energy um, of you can do anything is a real thing. And I think that's like, that type of energy, when mom and dad feel it and mom and dad are energized by their surroundings, then I think your kids feel it. It's it's interesting. I feel like there's the pros and the cons are the same thing. So like if I were to just assess, um, you know, space, for instance, uh, space in the city is limited and you have much more in the suburbs. Um, but then you're, you can live more, um, minimalist and you have less clutter when you're in the city. This is kind of like, you know, the stock answer, but when I was growing up, I didn't know anyone that lived in the city. I mean, you didn't live in the city. Like if if you were a kid that lived in the city, that was almost sort of weird. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you in the suburbs? Where now I feel like there's this shift because you know what? Like when you think about moving to the suburbs, the things that I think about is like, you get a bigger house you get cars and then, you know, all of a sudden you get like more rooms, but then you have to fill them with more stuff. And then all of a sudden you have to like, it, it just, to me, the suburbs represents like a materialism mm-hmm. that isn't as in your face as the city. And look, San Francisco, New York, London. I mean, these are like very expensive places. So I'm not saying that there's not incredibly wealthy people that live there. But what I love about living in the city is that even the wealthiest still have to bump elbows with each other. Yeah, absolutely. Even the billionaires take the subway. Even -hmm. even the billionaires still still have to share a wall. Even though there is like a lot of socioeconomic um, disparities in the city. Mm in the suburbs, it's greater, you know, you're in the gated communities, like you don't have to see people. 
the bags they have, the jewelry they have, the way they look when they have to go to school pickup is actually things that some of them think about the country club that they belong to or don't mm-hmm. belong to. And in the city, it's like, no one, no one cares. Like cares. Yeah. yeah. One thing that I can vouch for, I mean, I live in the suburbs myself. It's, I guess the time, the time that you get back. Um, I'm fortunate. I work from home. So I, I have that time with my kids, mm-hmm. but if I didn't, and um, my husband too works in the city and we have to get back to the suburbs of New Jersey, you end up losing out on time uh, with your kids because of that commute. You know, usually who ends up losing out on the commute quite typically are the dads, not to be genderist here. But what mm-hmm. ends up happening is if the, the, the families that I've seen, the couples move out. And quite typically, the mom then has to take a back seat. So she does more of like the working from home or like, right. I'll figure it out. And the dad maybe still has his job in the city where he still has to commute every single day. So then mm-hmm. what happens is like the kids don't see the dad as much. And then all of a sudden, those like very traditional gender roles like seem to play out a little bit more, I see, in the suburb families whose dads work in the city. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, they're, they're seeing their kids maybe for a half an hour at night before they go to bed, if they do that. And then all of a sudden the weekends are so about family because you don't see your family during the week that like you end up just doing these kid things all weekend that maybe aren't that much fun really. Walk us through a day in the life. I'm just curious to, to hear about like how you manage your work schedule and the kids and, you know, and you time, all of that literally the night before my husband and I will talk about what our next day is like. And based on that, then that kind of decides like who's going to take the kids to school or who's going to pick them up from school or pick them up from, you know, their aftercare activities. You know, my husband generally ends up taking both the kids to school. He drops them off in the morning And then, um, you know, I have a video production company, so my city kin is, you know, is like my, my little passion engine that I do, you know, as much as I can and it's growing and I'm really excited about it, but, um, you know, I still need to pay my bills. And so Mm -hmm. right now, um, you know, most of my income comes from creating brand videos for various businesses. So I have an office that I go a co-working space that I go to in Brooklyn. So I typically go there during the week. Uh, and then if I'm not there, I'm typically on site with clients, either shooting or um, I do a lot of like Instagram content strategy work. So sometimes I'm on site with them there. Um, my husband also has um, a co-working space in Brooklyn and Manhattan. So again, gives us flexibility to like be where we need to be, depending on if we're taking meetings. All of our friends are like in Brooklyn, more or less. So, you know, there's a lot of just kind of popping in for like dinner during the week. Um, I'd say, you know, on the weekends, it's a free for all. Like every weekend's different. It depends what's going on. It depends. You know, my sister lives in the neighborhood, which is really great. I will say just to kind of another thing to point out about family, that is um, kind of the downside. I'd say like most people I know, their families don't live in the city. So I get that pull of like, if you just can't swing it and you need help and your family is around and they're offering to help, but they live in the suburbs, 
like, I get it. You know, my younger sister lives in Brooklyn, so we're fortunate that she can babysit and she can be around in like last minute. But on the flip, because you have a lot of families that live in the city that don't have families, your fam, your friends really do become your family. So I have a handful of moms and dads that live in the neighborhood that if I were ever in a bind or I couldn't get my kids, like I can just call them and they're on the list and they can go get my kids. So in a weird way, I feel like city friends do become like this really tight knit squad that I don't think you have maybe as much in the suburbs because people tend to have their families more. So are you a free range parent, would you say, um, and kind of let your sons take the subway or go off on their own? Like, I'm not an over worrier, like walking down the sidewalk, you know, I feel that our kids, we, they know like not to go too far, but we like let them walk a little bit ahead sometimes and we don't freak out. So I think part of that is living in the city. You kind of have to be just because you're around people all the time. So you kind of have to be comfortable also with germs. I'm sorry, my three-year-old, and I'm not even saying this to be like weird or annoying. He has legitimately never missed a day of daycare in his whole life. And he's been in daycare since he's been six months old. He's never been sick off of daycare. He's never had a fever. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think there's something to that because my kids have been exposed to germs and they've been on like the train since they've been six weeks old or whenever their first immunity shots were. I personally feel like your kids would probably be way more street smart than others. Um, are there signs that you're like, wow, these are the kind of questions they're asking me and you know, observations that they're making. Are they more street smart? The more you expose your kids to, there's more opportunity for you to talk to your kids about uncomfortable situations with them. So we're in the suburbs, or if you are in a non-diverse community and your kids like aren't exposed to people that don't look like them or people that don't think the same way, it's really jarring when they actually go out in the real world and all of a sudden they're exposed. But my kids, like, you know, my son, one of his best friends is, lives in housing projects. And so... And then, you know, he's got another classmate whose mom is one of the only robo surgeons at Sloan Kettering, you know, and she's like a genius. So you have, he really does, he's in a class where the disparity, not only in wealth, but like all different races, he is in like, he's in a a classroom that I feel is reflective of our society. And the more that we can expose our kids to differences and to make them be okay with that. Like yesterday we were on the subway, we were going to the Bronx zoo and you know, the subway, you know, you have people that ask for money and you have people that have signs and we had a man that came on and he couldn't speak and he could only like get out certain words. And he was very clearly like not mentally well Mm. and he was hungry. And so we had just got all these snacks and so without missing a beat, my five-year-old just gives this man like a packet of M&Ms. And so I think the reason he did that, is, I'm not saying because I'm like an amazing parent, but because I think that my kids have seen homeless people. My kids see people on a subway most weeks that like are in dire straits and need help. And so, you know, when their little kids ask like what's going on or why does that man have no shoes on? You know, you tell them, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people that have, um, don't have families or have a lot of problems and trouble. So we need to like help other people that have less than us. So it's good teaching opportunities that happen in a really organic way where I think when you're in the suburbs, 
you absolutely can create that. But I think you have to work harder as a parent to expose your kids because it's so easy for them to never actually encounter that. If you need that suburban bubble, that was me. I grew up like that. Like I had, I remember going to college and I remember being like, oh, oh my God, like I couldn't even believe that there were some other people that had like different ideas. It sounds so pathetic, but I don't want my kids, I don't want my kids to be like that at like 18. I want my kids to know a lot younger. Um, are there any like safety measures that you've taken um, for your five-year-old and three-year-old? I can't think of anything that's like city specific safety related because like, for example, you know, I live in a really nice part of Brooklyn, but a couple blocks from here are the projects, right? but they're part of the community. So it's not like the projects where I feel like when I was growing up in the suburbs where, oh my God, the projects and like, you know, it was, you wouldn't go there. I mean, you have to like walk through them to like get to the store, to the subway Mm -hmm. or to schools. And there's this more natural integration of like all kind of walks of life. So Mm -hmm. even thinking about that, like I don't have any qualms about walking through there with my kids, but I, I, that probably sounds crazy actually to, I know it does because some of my friends, my great, like my best friends from home, they can't even like comprehend Maybe GPS trackers or ID bands. Would you do that? No, I I would not do GPS. I wouldn't do that in anywhere, suburbs, cities. I think that's weird. And there's sort of this like, you know, not giving your kids the freedom to mess up or my gut tells me that I probably wouldn't GPS track them. Yeah, no, that's good to know. I think, I mean, I've done a little bit of research on this. There's a product called Geobit. Um, that is a child monitor kind of um, wearable device. And I mean, I'm that mom. (laughs) I'm the one that's going to be like having that just for their safety, possibly snooping. Like it just, you know, not that I want to be, you know, super um, overbearing, but it's like, I just, you know, for my own peace of mind, I think. Um, I don't think that's city but, specific. Like that's yeah. just personality specific, right? Because like right. you don't live in the city and you would do that. So I don't know. I, I I don't think that city parents would have a tendency or not to do that more or less than parents that live in the suburbs. I do think too, there's an element of like things when you don't expose kids or you make things really enticing to kids because it's forbidden, kids are go- people, yes. like adult humans. Humans are going to want to do it. So one interesting article I came across on CityKin yeah. was by Jess Davis, who um, she says, I'm one of those crazy people you hear about that attempted to leave city life for suburban pastures. And return back with her tail between her legs. Um, And so she's one of the few that that's actually done both and and chose city. Um, Is there like an ideal kind of prototype of a family that like could work in the city that you tell us about? Well, Jess, she's a friend of mine. And so she was actually a really interesting case because she has seen both. And I feel that um, a lot of the reasons that she echoed in her article are reasons that I would get worried about leaving the city. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few things. I think that if you are that type of person that likes to step out your house and not have to get in a car and just walk and get a cup of coffee and then maybe walk and do a couple errands, and maybe if you need to walk and like, I don't know, pick up some food for later 
and you and you want to do that all within a couple blocks, then like moving to the suburbs is probably not your best bet. Yeah. Um, I also think that it can be harder to find your tribe in the suburbs that I've heard from a lot of people because you're in your house more. So if you think about city living, you're just out and about in the community because people don't have bigger places. You're naturally forced out of your house. If you're that type of family, that's kind of homebodies that literally likes to hunker down in your house and you like to be in your backyard and you don't like to go places. And then this, then yeah, I think like living in the suburbs is probably pretty nice because if you Um, I also think like career wise, I think it depends what your interests are and where your ambitions lie professionally. Um, You know, I think that you take it for granted. Let's say, for example, for myself in New York, I mean, I can I can like meet someone on a moment's notice or if there's someone that can only squeeze me in, you know, for a cup of coffee and I'm trying to make connection I can make that happen because I'm like, you know, in the city, I'm like 10 minute subway ride away to Manhattan. That was one of the biggest things Jess said to me is she couldn't believe how lonely she felt that, yes, she had the beautiful house. She had a beautiful backyard. They had beautiful sunsets. Um, You know, she was right near the water. And yet she goes, I was the loneliest I have ever felt it became really stressful too because her and her husband both worked and he was working in the city. And so if he got stuck there late and all of a sudden it's like, wait, you're not coming home until eight 30 or nine o'clock. And we'd start fighting, you know, you start kind of arguing about like commuting times. And well, I thought you were going to get the earlier train, not the later train. And you know, is a factor. And also if you like to drive, I don't like to have cars. I don't like to have to park. I don't like driving mm-hmm. to stores. I don't like putting car seats in and out. Like, but some people love that. Yeah. You know, they love it. They love their car. It's like another home. I can, I don't, I feel free without a car. And yet some people would feel the opposite. So I think if you are really like into driving and you like having your car, then yeah, like moving mm-hmm. to the suburbs and having that, like that is probably a better option. Tell me about CityKin and kind of the, the problems that you're solving for city parents. So CityKin was started by um, actually my husband and I, and then a fellow uh, couple friend of ours. The dads, and in our case, you know, the men, um, are really involved in all the content here. So to us, that's exciting because I think that's reflective of how a lot of the city families that we know coexist and like raise their families. It's very much like both parents having to really support one another because if you don't, city living and city raising a family can be really hard. There wasn't really that place on the internet that spoke to city parents. You know, there was a lot of places that speak to parents and I felt like there was a lot of places that spoke to parents that have large houses and big cars and have space for lots of toys and, you know, refrigerators in the garage. And, and we thought, you know, we probably have more in common with families living in like Berlin or Copenhagen than we do in, let's say Westchester. So yet the distance, we're closer to Westchester, right? So we thought that, you know, I would love to even like peek inside other city parents' lives to see how they do it and kind of get like, that cultural insight of what's it like to raise family in Berlin? What's it like to raise a family in Amsterdam? So we're definitely, um, and also to my husband's British and our other founders of CityKin um, are also British. And Dahlia, my friend, is 
Egyptian and she's St. Lucian. She's got this very like rich multicultural background that, you know, is just, we're, we're like our own little melting pot of people. And so I feel that our, even like us as co-founders, we're reflective of how city living is with different backgrounds, different ideas. And so we wanted to create a space on the internet that reflected that. And also like, in addition to inspiration and practicality, um, you know, you have those questions like, what crib do I need to buy to put in an eight by eight room? And oh, by the way, I have a baby coming and like, I need to fit like a bassinet and a, and a toddler bed in the room. How do I configure that? And what right. brands are better for that? So we want to be that place, that one-stop shop where you can learn about all of that. It's really cool. I've browsed the site, of course, and some of the uh, articles that really stuck out to me were your tips on toddlers and tiny apartments. Um, like, how do you really optimize that space and still kind of give them all the toys and the, you know, I guess the stimulation that they need. It's really cool. And the other thing is um, the only kitchen tools that you need. Um, I mean, I'm all about minimalism since my husband and I um, started off in New York and then moved to the suburbs. And it just, you don't need to have like seven different appliances that you don't use. When a lot of people move from the city to the suburbs, in some way, you're kind of like giving up this identity. It's sort of like, oh, well, that was my life before I have kids. And now that I have kids, it's like the new me. Well, we're kind of saying like, wh why is it the new you? It's it's not the new you. So, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of the parenting places that we know, it's like kids in the center and mom and dad around the kids. It's very kid centric. Well, we're trying to say, no, we're actually like mom and dad centric. And the kids, the kids are there. They're not like, you know, they're not away because, you know, you're not you look life changes but we're trying to create this like space where parents are still people you're still the same person that you were before you still have sex you still like to go out you still like to drink or go to bars maybe you don't you still like to go to concerts like you don't have to give up these like pieces of your life because you have kids and right. living in a city allows that to be a lot easier where you don't have to and so that's why a lot of our content is a touch provocative it's like having sex in cramped quarters. I mean, that's a real thing. Like, you know, yeah. you're living in small spaces or how, you know, are you selfish for wanting to stay and raise kids at some level that has crossed my mind? Like, God, am I being selfish? Cause some, you know, because me and my husband want to be around like, you know, 50 sushi joints that we probably don't even go to, but the idea of it, but you know, <laughs> we, we kind of, we, you know, we want to sort of like, we want to talk about topics that, we don't typically see on other parenting sites that are a bit more provocative or a bit thought provoking. And I think like are what people might be thinking. So, yes. um, you know, the city just, you, you can do more here. And so, um, that's like one of the big parts of our um, site as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's great that it's kind of a global community that you're creating because you have um, tips um, specific to U.S., Europe, Australia, and Africa. Ultimately, we want this to be global. We're, I, I think we're reining in slightly just because it's hard to, you know, making content, as you know, making content is time consuming. And so um, we're trying to almost like prove the model maybe in a few smaller cities and then our, our dream is to have this roll out you know and to have you know city kin 
be in all different cities all over the world, but also in real life. Like that's our big goal is we don't, we want to take this offline. So we want to create, you know, maybe it's a space like a city can stamp of approval. Like if you go to a restaurant and you see a city can stamp in the window, you know, that that's going to be like good for your family, you know, or if you see a city can like, you know, um, sports bar, you know that you can go like watch the Super Bowl as parents, but there's also like going to be your kids. It's not going to be like a weird place that you feel like you're in a bar or CD bar. So we eventually want to like, you know, kind of start branding city can as sort of a stamp, a seal of approval that people would recognize. The reason why I named the podcast that's total mom sense is because I feel like as mothers, we have a sixth sense or an intuitive superpower, if you will, um, of like everything dealing with our family. So what was your one mom sense moment that you could share when it came to your kids? No, I mean, actually, like to kind of relate it to our topic, you know, I think when you are pregnant, especially with your first child, one of the next questions that you tend to get when are you leaving the city? When are you moving to the suburbs? Which suburb are you moving to? It's just like this expected next transitional move that you do when you have children. And I remember Ollie and I would always look at each other and think, I have zero, zero desire to do that and to go to the suburbs. And actually, I, I sort of have zero desire to raise my kids how I was raised, even though I had a nice childhood. So I think um, I think that is, is one of my first mom senses is that, you know, when we had and now I have two kids, I'm trying to convince them to have a third. So I might be one of those like crazy like ladies that you see, hopefully in this city that has three kids. But mm-hmm. I have even still even with the chaos and the extra kid. And yes, like, you know, spaces is, is always a consideration. We just know that what we're doing for our family and by staying in the city is the right thing for our family and you just know it as a mom right like it's yeah. not even a debate it's not even you don't even have to think about it it's like a visceral gut thing and I know that the choices that we're making for our kids and where they go to school and the types of experiences that we allow them to have is is the right thing for us let's not forget our quote of the day Um, do you have a quote that you live by that you could share with us? What constantly goes through my head is what's the worst that could happen. So if I'm scared to do something or, you know, even like with some of the stuff with family, it's like, what's the worst that can happen? Okay. My kids will hate me. They'll resent me. That probably won't happen. So like you always regret the things that you don't do. So if you think about that, it's like if you're scared to do something or you're scared to try something, okay, well, then don't do it. But then how am I going to feel a year from now if, you know, the same thing with Citykin. I remember I was kind of sitting on Citykin for a couple of years, actually. And I had this idea percolating in my head. But, you know, all those thoughts go through your brain. There's so many blogs out there. Who needs another Who needs another annoying mom telling someone about parenting content? I'm like ad nauseum. I'm so tired of that. So that stuff goes through your mind and it almost becomes paralyzing because you convince yourself that, that you wouldn't bring any value. But at some point you get so sick of yourself thinking about it and not doing something that actually it's worse to not do anything. So that's how CityCam kind of came to be. I'm like, if I don't do something now 
I'm going to be so annoyed at myself. I'm already annoyed at myself. So mm-hmm. let's just do this. And, you know, here we are. It's been going for a year and we're getting traction and like it's it's exciting. And I'm really excited about where it's headed in the future. It's now time for Mom Hall when we share products we love. I always do a Mom Hall on the show. Um, is there a product that you are just loving right now that you want to share? The one product I get almost religiously for all of my friends that are having babies, it is a baby carrier, but it's called Nesting Days. Mm. It is, I, I, when I was at the Today Show and I was pregnant, the founder, she was very new. I remember she sent it to me as a baby gift and you know, you get, you tend to get stuff sent to you a lot of this day show and you don't usually take any of it. You just leave it like on a table or you actually donating it a lot. But I remember she like wrote me this beautiful handwritten note and she's like, please try my product. I swear to God it is a game changer. It's like Spanx plus a carrier plus a cute shirt all in one. And it's like a wearable. Wow. So you like wear this baby carrier um, as a new mom and like it literally is like spank so it like sucks in and keeps your stomach in and it's like a shirt and it is for city living when you just need to be on the go and you want to strap your baby on it is the best thing that I ever have received and like it's literally one of the reasons I want another baby is just so I can have a reason to use this prayer <laughs> again because it's just so awesome Ooh, nice um, so my mom hall product is, um, doorknob covers by Jewel, Jewel okay. baby. Um, when you have toddlers and they can reach for the doorknobs, um, like the one thing that we're worried about, cause we are in the suburbs is that they're going to open the door and go running down the stairs. Um, and this is, you know, basically when they were mobile, we had to figure out a way to contain them in their room, <laughs> our twins. And so these uh, doorknob covers were a lifesaver. Um, they're just literally, um, they snap on uh, around the, the knob and it just, it keeps swiveling. The, the kids don't know to like, you know, put their hands on the knob behind it to, to do the, to turn it. Um, and so they just like swivel and swivel and they like try to, to get out of the room and they can't. Um, so where can our listeners find you? citykin.me.com was taken. So it's dot me. Mm-hmm. Um, then we also have an Instagram account um, at citykin, but it's city underscore kin. Okay. And we have a newsletter that goes out every week. So every Friday we have a newsletter where we, um, you know, we highlight um, the different types of articles that we are writing um, in a video. Obviously I'm a video person. So we're getting into a lot more video content um, we, we have a, a section called city kin crushes where we sort of highlight, you know, some of our favorite Instagram accounts. And we also get into products a little bit about, you know, kind of what you're doing here, but more with like a city slant. And it's interesting because we ask our international community to recommend stuff. So mm. we are, we've been introduced to some really awesome products that aren't even in the States yet, but they're really popular with like Danish parents or, you know, different cultures. So that's really interesting as well. That's so great. Thank you so much, Patrice. This was such an enlightening um, episode. I feel like parents who, you know, are considering a move back to the city or, 
you know, just really want to make sure that they're they're doing what's best for their family. You've given us so much information from a personal standpoint and um, from families you've helped with CityKin um, on how to just navigate through this process. Great. Thank you so much for being on there. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Whether you're a suburban mom listening in your Odyssey or a city mom with your earbuds in as you're on the subway, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you have any suggestions for show topics or guests um, who should be on That's Total Mom Sense, let me know. Write to me at that's total mom sense at gmail.com. And remember to always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. See you next time. That's total mom sense.